All aboard the gravy train! Are you riding your financial planner or broker's gravy train? Your financial prospectus outlines how brokers are allowed to charge you hidden fees. Next stop, hidden fees! Want to take back control of your retirement income? Just get off at the next stop. And tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour is sponsored by TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions, Inc. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, Arif has a plan for show. me. I'm Arif Halaby. Total Financial Hour. Good morning. I'm glad you're joining me today. Talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, uh, talking about your future. Look, we're coming towards the holiday season. This is important. Because uh, a lot of you are going to overspend. People do. Sometimes we tell ourselves we're going to spend no more than whatever, $100 a person, and we end up spending more. We justify it emotionally. That's what people do uh, when it comes to making bad financial decisions. And it isn't just the holidays. We make bad financial decisions when you think you deserve. You don't understand how hard I work, right? We all have said those things. Got us down a a, a pathway of, uh uh-oh, where are we? Like, for example, the Democrat-run and listen, the Republicans did it too, but the Democrats are on steroids and make drunken sailors uh, really look like Girl Scouts. So, uh, yeah, I say that on purpose <laughs> with the way they spend money. If you take a look at the trillions with an S of dollars that we're overspending, where's the money going to come from? I, I know you're saying, oh, Eric, that's rhetorical for two reasons. One, it's a radio show. And two, we know. It's going to come from the taxpayers. Here's my concern. A lot of you are not going to fight back. A lot of you are going to say, well, you know, we're done. The way the elections are rigged, uh, the way the the left controls um, this no, no, what is it? No uh, ID voting, right? Bizarre is that. I, I think there's little things you can do. In 2020, the left wing figured out it's only a few counties across America. You've heard me say it before, as disgusting as I think Kevin Spacey is. He did a great job in the, uh, I think it's, I think it was made for Netflix, actually. When you take a look at how they built that campaign, right, the presidential campaign, I think most of you don't understand the show was not supposed to be real. 
right? It was supposed to be a, a show that was specific about, oh, House of Cards was just somebody's imagination. Except the reality was, you know, he went from Speaker of the House to Vice President to President. And he only had to rig just a few counties, right? Because a lot of the country is for sure going one way or for sure going another way. And it's just a few counties and a few states. You don't need to do the entire country. You just need to manipulate three or four precincts and probably three or four counties. And that's what House of Cards demonstrates. So was it life imitating art? Was it a chance? So you have to watch that show. Look, uh, again, I think Kevin Spacey is disgusting for lots of reasons. But I think the show is amazing because it really shows you how easy it is to manipulate the election for the president of the United States. It's very fascinating to me. Hillary Clinton tried this right in the 2016 election. Remember, she lost 2008. And we have it on good authority that her and uh, the candidate at the time, Mr. Barack Obama, were back and forth. Right. If you remember this. He won one primary, she won two, he won two, she won one, and forth, back and forth. And the good authority that we have is that there was a meeting between the two and maybe a notebook or two that was slid across the table. And there weren't too many people in the room, except maybe somebody I might have known, in addition to Mr. Uh, Senator Obama. And Hillary opens up the notebook, flips through a few pages, closes it, sends it back, and just says, Secretary of State. He says, you got it. What else? She said, I want to control the Democratic National Committee. Now, remember, this is 2007, 2006. I wanted to uh, control the Democratic National Committee. He said, no problem. You support me for re-election if I win. And I will support you in 2016. Great. So, of course, she becomes Secretary of State. Immediately, literally, nearly immediately, she is hacked by the Chinese, probably the North Koreans, for sure the Iranians. Hacked. Meaning her servers in her basement and the numerous fake emails, right, aliases that her and President Obama used to communicate were read real time. That means as they sent an email or a text message across, immediately they knew what she was saying. Can you imagine being Secretary of State of the United States and have your enemies, every single communications that you do electronically on those phones, emails, the computers, everything is done, uh, listened to real time. So the FBI knew it. That's why they gave all of those young people. Some of them didn't know what they were doing as far as you know, committing any crime. They just were working for a tech company or working for a candidate or working for the Secretary of State. And they created these the, the, this system. So they gave them all immunity. Took everything that they had, allowed Hillary Clinton and the, and the group to drill holes and bleach blit, et cetera. Burn whatever they had to do to burn these devices. You realize on the other side of those devices, every time they sent an email, there was somebody on the other side who, who couldn't bleach bit or drill a hole in that computer. It lives somewhere. We know who got what when. 
And we think that's part of the reason that the Biden administration is carrying the water for the Chinese, why the Biden administration is kowtowing, as well as the Iranians are kowtowing, uh, or, or Biden is kowtowing to both of them. Why? Because I think they know everything. They have it all. They know exactly what was happening. And the undermining of the faith of the United States would just be, would be complete. So back to the 2007-2006, she puts in her Democratic National Committee appointee, tells him, now you got to stay with me on this, tells the Democratic National Committee person, regardless of what happens for the 2016 nominee process, I want to be able to overturn it, control it, manipulate it, which is exactly what she did. She changed the rules through a man by the name of Tim Kaine. Does that sound familiar? Slash, I will reward you as my vice presidential candidate. So Tim Kaine, for a couple of years, laying the foundation, put in place before the big mouth of Debbie Wasserman Schultz comes in, lays out this whole foundation of how no matter what, Hillary will be the nominee. Forget you, Mr. Bernie Sanders. Remember that? Bernie would have won the nominee. And she boxed him out. And he took it gracefully because he didn't really want to be president. He just wanted to act like he was wanting to be president. So that process is complete. They go through this uh, manipulation of the financial system, manipulation of the election system. Surprise, Hillary Clinton is the nominee. Tim Kaine is now rewarded properly as her vice presidential candidate. Donald Trump, of course, wins. That's history. She begins a secondary process of going through and trying to eliminate everybody in the, uh, the Trump administration that has any kind of power or knowledge going through, uh, of course, secretaries, judges, really trying to push back and to eliminate the men and women from fighting back. And this is, and so this is what you see today, right? You see Mark Meadows reportedly wearing a wire. <laughs> Can you understand this? Your chief of staff wearing a wire from the FBI, your own FBI that's bugging you, that knows 100% they know the Russia thing was a hoax and they perpetrated it and they continued it and they allowed it to go on. If you don't think this was a coup, you're insane. You're just not paying attention. Soft coup, hard coup, whatever you want to call it. You see, the difference is President Trump knew it. He just couldn't communicate it in a way that didn't make him sound crazy because <laughs> some people think he was a little bit off there. But listen, I prefer him every day of the week. I, I didn't. I don't want to like him. I do like him. I think he's an. I think he's a, a likable guy. Certainly a character, right? Almost a caricature. I just want you to fix my country. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want you to marry my daughter or my son. I don't want you to be my neighbor. J just fix my country. Leave me alone. Go to that 30,000-foot view so you can keep an eye of people uh, and rules and decisions that happen in Texas and Mississippi and Florida and Ohio and Washington State and Maine. All of those people are different. Just create whatever structure that is general, generic, reasonable enough to apply to everybody and then let the individual states 
figure out what's best for their people. Right? If California wants to have abortion legal up to what, nine months or I don't know what they're doing these days. It it isn't anything I support. But it's a state. And if I'm supposed to stay true to my state's rights ideas, then I will move. If it's something that I say I just can't allow my taxpayer dollars to fund it, I'll move. Right? If your husband, wife, two kids, here legally or not, come across the border, the southern border, the state of California gives you right in the neighborhood of $78,000 for your first year. How many of you make $78,000 a year? Well, you just have to get somebody else's kids because you know that that's exactly what happens in many, many cases. Right? Husband, wife, two kids. What if you have three, four, five kids? What if you, you borrow mine? What if I borrow yours? And I go to the local whatever. And since Los Angeles County is insuring, illegally insuring for health insurance, illegal immigrants, and they're not allowed to, it was told to us that, that Obamacare was not going to apply to illegals because they didn't put into the system. They're not bad people. They're not evil. They're not dirty. They should just go to Mexico or wherever the next adjacent state, city, county is. Mexico has millions of people that are healthy and strong and working, has a great economy in some parts. It's a, it's a functioning system. It has electricity and water. What are you talking about? Why come here? Why? Does it make sense to you? I mean, it does. Back to my rhetorical type question. But do you see how the undermining of the system, now that the maturation of the Hillary Clinton system all the way through says, I have to make sure that I don't lose again. And the I in this story is the Democrat Party, the left wing of American politics. So what I will do is import all of these people. And since I'm going to flood the system with these mail-in ballots, I will purposely undermine the confidence in American elections and usher in what? I don't know. Dictatorship, military, police state. Watch Dinesh D'Souza's and uh, uh, Dan Bongino's movie, Police State. I just ordered the DVD. I couldn't make it to any of the showings. So I ordered the DVD. You can pay for it. It's 25, I don't know, $25 or $30, whatever it is. Have a little party at your house. Split the, split the amount between everybody. Whatever you have to do to be informed. Because the political system has now impacted the economic system. So what do they do? They have to give out money to everybody, right? Hillary lost because they couldn't, didn't believe that the manipulation of the system could fail. And it did a little bit. Boy, are they tightening the screws now, aren't they? They have all these people. Uh, If you're the attorney for President Trump, you're forced to plead guilty and to cry in the court. You, You can't advocate for what everybody knows was a rigged election. Everybody knows it. Oh, Arif, no, it wasn't. Look, your your own mouthpieces, CNN, used to say, there's no evidence of fraud. Okay, then they show there's evidence of fraud. There's no evidence of fraud that affected the election. 
Okay, now they know that it did. There's no evidence of fraud that's widespread that affected the election widespread. You white supremacist. Oh, sorry. Shouldn't say that then. Right? Look at look at how they've slowly manipulated. And every time you try to say, but look over here, they go, ah, nope, 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 nope. Well, what about this? No, 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 no. Don't talk about that. You see, the manipulation of the system is set up to use the strength of the U.S. Uh, uh, military and police state, which I was a part of, right? I, I was a Los Angeles policeman. We went after bad guys. That's what our job was. I didn't go after white-collar criminals. That wasn't my position. My position was the streets. That's what I did. And then I went into administration. Wasn't that sexy of a career? It was fun. All until somebody blew a stop sign and decided to change my career. Crashed into my police car and, and a bunch of surgeries later, I couldn't be a policeman anymore. But up until that point, right, a decade, 10 years and 10 and a half years or so, my job was not white collar criminals. But we do have those. We have the FBI that used to be a place of integrity. I feel sorry for those street cops, men and women. Right, A lot of them are good people. A lot of them have been corrupted because they have debt, student loans, family. They want promotions. They have careers. They have pensions. They're afraid. They make a choice. They create this rationalization that it's okay to push just a little bit further. Some of them do. They know better. And some of them are activists that have joined the agency on purpose to become that activist, to come and infiltrate from the inside out. I don't know. I don't know how many. One, ten, a hundred. I don't know how many. We saw it on the Los Angeles Police Department. You would see these far left-wing uh, racists, right? Democrats, racists, whose job it was, was to allow the black community the Asian community, the white community, the gay community, right? They started getting into their little corners instead of policing honorably and protecting honorably the Los Angeles community, right? You saw people go to their little corners. I didn't see any conservatives do this. I mean, if I did, I, I just didn't see it. I, I wasn't, in fact, I, I became a police officer as a Democrat. That was my... That was my point of view coming out of college, right? So I was hyper aware on some level, but what I saw was the lack of enforcement because these people, quote, didn't have a chance. I'm like, why does that lady who lives in the same apartment building, maybe even projects and her three grandchildren, why do they come home from school and do their homework and, and do well? and are disciplined and not out on the street. And three doors down, that guy's out selling drugs and partying and and and, and breaking into cars. Well, what's the difference? Probably no father in the home. That'd be the best bet. Second, why isn't there a strong leadership presence, right? It doesn't have to be the mom if it's the grandmother. If it doesn't if it's not the grandmother, it can be the grandfather. There has to be somebody in the home that has a strong presence and not this latchkey kid. Remember that? Latchkey kid? 
For those young people, you can look it up. Why is it that that changed? Why is it today that you can have Kamala Harris go on stage and praise hip-hop, where the N-word is every other word, where black Americans can, can say it like it's ordering something from a restaurant, they degrade their women, they degrade children, they, they assault police officers in their songs, no problem saying the word Karen, right? Because that's a white derogatory term for a white female. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and say that. And then you have a, a white newscaster or somebody that says the N-word. And that's it. Their career is over. F- things are finished. No, if you cared about, if the word is as evil and dirty as I think it is, the meaning behind it, all of those things, then why would the vice president of the United States go on stage this week and praise hip-hop as America's hip-hop? This is America's story. You're like, really? Have you asked yourself why? Why is that okay? Democrat congressman, black Democrat congressman, criminally charged in the Capitol Hill fire incident. Why? Because he goes on and he lies about it. He says, oh, I thought it was the, the uh, I thought it was going to open the door. He doesn't realize there's a camera. This is Capitol Hill. This is the congressional office buildings in the, in the, in the congressional center of America. And this guy goes and pulls the fire alarm. He was a high school principal. He knew exactly what this was. And then they they finally release after, after, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel and, and uh, Hamas and Qatar and all this turmoil in Iran. And then they slowly release this other little video. Oh, by the way, we have a, a much larger video where he goes in and removes the signs on the door takes them away, hits the uh, pulls down the fire alarm, and then leaves to stop the voting. I mean, do you, do you realize if this was a white conservative, what would happen? You have to stand up and say racism is racism. Bad guys are bad guys. Forget all of this. What corner do you come from? Because you see what they do is they turn this into a financial story. Here's why. Oh, well, we have to give that school district more money. Why? Well, because it's an all-black school district and they don't have a chance. Okay, well, how much money are we giving the Baltimore school district? Oh, I'm sorry. Nobody can read, write, and do a math. Oh, I think we should give this school district more money. Why? Well, because most of the teachers there don't even put their own children in public school. So let's give them more money. Oh, we need to help the homeless people. You realize in California, in Southern California right now, Los Angeles and Orange County, right at this minute, there are non-governmental organizations, NGOs, charities, nonprofits that are going to ask for your money who are housing illegal immigrants, taking money from the taxpayer and using this literally as a business. It's for the children. Oh, great. Well, how much money are you making? 
but it's for the children. What kind of car are you driving? Since you're so altruistic. You see, this left-wing transition away from the manipulation of Hillary Clinton to drop out of the race by Barack Obama and this continued manipulation of the media to tell you certain things and not other things. What does this do to your financial life? How does this prepare you? People say, oh, listen, I'm not political, Arif. I just don't care about this stuff. I just, I, I just care about my, my, my six foot, uh, what do I call it? Hula hoop, right? Whatever's in front of me, around me, immediately behind me. That's what I care about. Have you not seen who's knocking down your door? Have you not seen that they're coming? They, they, they're coming. Uh, in fact, some would say they're here. When I used to speak as a police officer in these um, neighborhood watch meetings, many of you have been to them. I remember speaking and people would say, well, we live in a good, a good area. And then later on, people would say, we live in a good pocket. We live in a good neighborhood. I say, you realize that Los Angeles, if you don't fix Los Angeles, you thought it was safe to live in the valley. Forget downtown or the east side. Okay. And then you say, oh, I live in a good neighborhood section. And you keep reducing it down to at least my street is good. Eventually, it's nearly impossible to fight back. And they do this to you financially. And they strip away your money and your retirement accounts. And you have to have a solution for that. When we come back, I'll give you some of those. 888-888-997-3847. We'll be right back after the break. I'm Arif Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour. Stay with me. The Total Financial Hour. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. Arab Halaby, your financial genius. Well, he couldn't be here, so I'm here for you instead. Uh, look, our goal is to be, uh, you know, give you financial tips and understand how the big picture really affects you. So many people don't want to be involved. You think, oh, it's not about me. Oh, I don't have children in school anymore, so I, I couldn't care less about the school system. Or I'm retired; it doesn't matter to me. My, I have a fixed income, so the stock market doesn't matter, or the taxes. Look, it all matters. It all matters. Because for a lot of you, you don't understand why you, you, you're going to take a hit on your Social Security check. Now you say, oh, Arif, I just heard they're going to give me 8.3% pay raise. Well, yes, but you understand there's two reasons for that. One, it's an election coming up. Oh, but Arif, the way they do the math, take a look at how they figure out they being the federal government and the Social Security Administration. It's a formula and they add corn, a bushel of wheat, but not gas, but not the, not a slab of bacon, but they give you a gallon of milk. It's this weird inflation scenario. They've changed it a dozen times or more just in the last 20 years, 25 years. They keep changing it. 
because they want to solve for something. In other words, they solve backwards. They say, what can we afford? What do we need to do? How much do we need to push? How do we need to influence seniors who are more apt to vote rather than young people? How do we push you down the road of voting? So Social Security comes along. I think it's 8.3% is what it's supposed to be this year, 8.3. Well, that's great. I'm glad. Listen, if you were making 2000 a month, you're going to make 2100 a month. That's good news. 2160 I guess, right? Oh, oh, wait. Did, did somebody tell you that Social Security was going to run out of money in 2034? Yeah, that wasn't me because I think it's going to run out of money in 2033. Ten years from now, it's slated to not have enough money to pay 100% of the benefits it's promised. Two reasons. One, you're living too long. Right, The life expectancy when Social Security was created was something like, I don't know, 64 or 63. You weren't slated to live. So if you made it to 65, they would just check their watch. Eh. It's only, only a few more minutes, only a few more hours, relatively speaking, maybe a year or two that we're going to have to pay you before you pass away. So instead of raising it as time goes on, They took Social Security and turned it into this political football. Nobody wants to fix it. Nobody wants to do the math. Everybody wants to complain and blame the other. You hate old people, right? You hate grandma. We're going to do this for the children. Everybody has these little sayings on the left, left wing. The idea is simple. What do you want to do with Social Security when it runs out? Because if you plan on living 10 years from now, or one of you, husband and wife, there's a good chance that at least one of you is going to need Social Security. So here's the way to fix it, in my opinion. I've gone over this before, but there's always new listeners. I appreciate you guys. So if it were me, this is how I would fix it. Simple enough. Number one, I would say no more age 62. Right? If you're 60, then we can do 62. But if you're 59, sorry, you're going to have to push it to 64. If you're 55 or younger, we're going to push it till 65. So you can't start Social Security till 65. Number two, we're going to let it continue to grow past age 70. Right now, it stops growing. So what we pay you stops at age 70. In other words, you can't continue to get a pay raise if you wait, wait, wait. So starting Social Security at age 70 is the same as starting it at age 71, minus any pay raises that are uh, cost of living increases. So... I think they should move that up to pay to age 75. Okay, good. That's a pro and a con, give and a take. Got it. What's next? Here's what I would do. It's very simple. Right now, it's about 170000 or so. Those are the wages that are subject to Social Security tax. You need to move that. You need to move it up to 400000 I'm sorry. A lot of us are going to get caught up into that. If you're successful and you worked hard, you're like, wait a second. Yes, but that's why we're moving it from 70 to 75, so you can continue to get another 30, 40, 50% pay raise increase by waiting. And it will encourage people to not start early because the payout could be a lot higher. So that's good news. So I would do a few things like that. I think that's important. I would not give pay raises for three years, maybe five. Doesn't matter cost of living people, I'm so sorry. I know it's going to stink. I know it's going to hurt, but everybody's got to pay the price because some of you seniors, you voted for the Democrats and this is what you get. Sorry, we all pay the price. We're all in the same boat, by the way. 
Democrats are on the front end, we're on the back end, vice versa, left, right. We're in the same ship. So if you start punching holes in, on my side of the ship, you're going to eventually feel it. So that's how we feel it. It'll upset everybody. I get it. It's going to make big problems. But if you want to salvage Social Security for 100 years, it's going to be something similar to what I just outlined. Not happy. People in France rioted when they raised the age uh, two years. You know, they shut down Paris and screamed and yelled. I got an idea. How about you just go to work? I, I don't. I don't mean at age sixty. You, you know, stop working because that's what they're doing in France. Sixty-two, they're done. Sixty-two is better than sixty. Then the system has a chance to survive. Right? I'm not telling an 84-year-old, oh, go get a job. Of course not. But if you want an 84-year-old to keep getting her check, you have to go to the guys that are younger and the ladies that are younger and say you're going to have to work a little longer or at least not touch your Social Security for a little while longer. It affects me. The, the numbers I just gave you affect me. Right, I'm still in my, my mid-50s. I, I wouldn't get Social Security in six, seven years. No, no, no. I, I'm going to have to wait. Like you guys, some of you. Oh, Eric, if you have, no, 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 listen, all of us have been putting in, right? The amount of taxes that I pay, the social security, just like you, we pay a lot. It'd be nice to get something back. So just be, be aware that they're going to have to make serious changes. Maybe that's going to be in some sort of sugar-coated bill, but just be advised. If the left starts screaming white supremacy, then you know it's not going to happen. Right, Jesse Smollett, Tawana Brawley, right, the Duke Lacrosse. Those were all made up lies, racist lies from the left wing of America. Made up, not true. Right, I mean, you realize the college campuses when they there was a swastika, there was this uh, uh, racist thing on my locker says the the new african-american student you go well wait and then you find out wait a second he did it he did it see there's real racism in the united states no question about it but it gets buried and discredited by the phonies by the left wings who think everybody's racist if you're not black or, or or you know walking with your head hung low how about you just give people a chance Right? I mean, do you understand that? In my family today, we have every religion, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, agnostic, atheist, everyone. If you if you took my extended family, let's go out maybe 40 or 50 people. That might be a lot for some of you, not for a Lebanese family. In our family, we have black, white, Hispanic, Italian, Jewish. I mentioned you have... Uh, Everything, Indian, American Indian, everything. That's most of your families today. So it's that very few group, that white liberal that's guilty about being successful, that thinks that they were given something they didn't deserve, which might be the case. They're the ones that are in this Antifa. They're the ones that are in this Black Lives Matter, right? Burglarize, loot, murder. That's what it's called now. BLM, burglarize, loot, and murder. They are the military wing 
the chaos wing of the Democrat Party. You understand that. Those men and women that trashed Portland, Seattle, St. Louis, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, that trashed those big cities, occupied police stations, they have the full support of the Democrat Party. You realize that. That's dangerous. Because when you think you have permission from mom and dad doesn't give you permission, you still do it. Right? Imagine you're a teenager and mom gives you permission, but dad doesn't. You're still going to do it. People do. And you act a particular way with impunity. You couldn't care less. It doesn't matter if they catch me. I'm not going to jail. It doesn't matter if I get in trouble. Mom will bail me out. Burglarized loot and murder have created a social network of mostly, just so you're clear, mostly middle and upper middle class white kids that are socialist in, in uh, their belief system. And they will try to tax you. They will try to force you to move. We are seeing it manifest itself right now, today. Try to leave the state of California, sell your business, sell your house. Here's what the state of California is doing now when you think you're going to relocate out of the state of California. Number one, they're going to ping your cell phone. They take a look and see where your cell phone has been this last year. They pull your credit history, your credit cards, your credit reports, your debit cards. Where have you been swiping your cards? They take a look at your pharmacy report. It's called a script check. Now it's called something else, but most of you might know it as a script check. It's like a credit report, but for your prescriptions. So you can't get certain prescriptions in St. Louis, certain prescriptions in Denver, and others here in Los Angeles. No, no, no. It's one national database. And they see what pharmacy you've been using, what doctor has been prescribing these. Huh, all of them still in California. I thought you said you moved to Arizona. They pull, I know this is going to sound crazy. Where do you get your hair done? Where do you get your nails done? How about your veterinarian? Where do you get your dog or your cat? A checkup. Car serviced. They pull all that data because California is now doing something called home is where the heart is. It's why a lot of people that leave the state of California that retire, you have to make what's called a clean break. You're not, uh, even though it's fiscally maybe makes sense financially to keep your house here, rent it out, whatever you want to do. The state of California says, oh, you still have ties back, which means some or all of your income is still subject to our income tax. It's a completely wacky system. Because what if you're not here for six months in a day, but you just happen to have a heart specialist at UCLA or Loma Linda? What if you go to... to Hogue Medical Center for certain types of treatment once a month and you drive in or fly in. Now you're subject to California income tax. Instead of California saying, we're grateful you're going to still spend money here. We're grateful you're going to keep a house and allow it to be rented so that others could benefit who may have poor credit or no down payment, but at least they'll have a home to live. Thank you for providing that home. Instead of doing that, they punish you for keeping a home or an office building or, or uh, any sort of commercial property here. 
You see, that has to change because you guys have to vote. You don't have to fight here. You could go somewhere else and fight. But if you're going to stay here, you have to fight. You understand that? You don't get to sit in your house and watch football or baseball or the World Series and think that the world is okay. It is not okay. You have to push back. You have to fight. You have to vote. There are very, very, very few small percentage of crazies. You understand that? 10%, maybe, maybe a little more, 10 or 12. If I say, how many of you think this, 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 and this? Maybe 10 or 12%. But they're the loudest. They're in positions of power. Right? When Saddam Hussein was in power in Iraq, he was the minority. He was the Muslim minority of the state of Iraq. And ruled with an iron fist the majority. It can be done. It's done all the time in Saudi Arabia. It's done all the time. The minority can rule with an iron fist, meaning they put people in jail and they do other things that are not pleasant, like Lois Lerner. Remember that Lois Lerner, IRS? Remember you would go after people you didn't like? Tea Party and, and other pro-American. Audit them, slow walk their requests for 501c3. Yeah, Lois Lerner from the IRS. One of the evil Americans. Might be a great mom. Maybe a great aunt, cousin, whatever she is, grandmother, evil American. Put this country on the wrong path in addition to others, right? I mean, there's, there's plenty of others, plenty of others. Right in the FBI, Struck and Page, right? The lovers that were cheating on each other's spouses. Oh, oh, but don't worry. I know you've been cheating on each other's spouses and trying to overthrow uh, the election of the United States and Donald Trump. Uh, yes, but um, we must believe you as an FBI agent. You realize the FBI agents I know have such a high level of integrity. They would have never been around somebody like him and Page, the attorney. They wouldn't. They would have said, just like LAPD. Listen, you didn't have to like Los Angeles police officers. Many of them, some had a high school diploma, barely GEDs. And you could be a Los Angeles policeman. But you know what they had? They had integrity. I don't know about today. It's been 30 years since I started, 35 years. I've been gone for 20 plus years, 25 years. But the integrity... You could be in a room full of a million dollars in cash, uncounted, not marked bills. I would never see one Los Angeles police officer touch that money. Never. Because it was drilled into us that you represented people that came before you. Men and women who sacrificed a lot to be on that department. Do they have that still today in the FBI? I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you friends that I know that work in the FBI don't believe that. They believe the leadership and it's it's slowly coming down and down the ranks. That they have a political motive and they're not serving America, but they're serving the left wing and the Democrat Party. That's a scary time. I need you to save money at home, have some cash at home. 
get reliable income that comes away from anybody that can posit, create a banking system, right? Be part of a banking system that supports and protects your money and your privacy. I told you about Old Glory Bank. It's where where I believe the future is heading. They're not going to report your ammunition purchases or your gun purchases or you bought a a uh, you know a holster. That, that's what the others do. Did you know that? B of A, Wells Fargo, they report that stuff. Oh, you bought a you bought targets. Ergo, you must be a shooter. So let's let's keep an eye on you. Is that insane? I don't know why they do that. I I don't know. There's reports of them giving up information on the January 6th. People that were there, rallies. Did you, hi, hi B of A, uh, Wells Fargo, did you guys, Chase, I, I just have a question. Did you give up all the data without a warrant to the people that were in Portland? Chap, chop, occupy, remember that? How about the BLM rioters? All those people that were arrested, the Antifa people? Did, did you happen to... Oh you, oh, you didn't, did you? And look, we're all supporting it. When you bank at certain places, when you give money to certain investments, when you put money in certain mutual fund stocks, bonds, right, the, the whole tech world, do you realize some of those places don't like you? Some of those places are going after your financial freedom. So you have to protect it. Starting all the way from the Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton backroom deal that they made for her to drop out to her manipulation of the Democratic National Committee to to box out Bernie Sanders, putting Tim Kaine, who later was rewarded on her vice presidential ticket, to all of the cover up of her entire server documents, communications. To Diane Feinstein's driver, a Chinese spy for 20 years. I may have shared this story. I was in her office in Washington, D.C. There's a group of us, maybe 15 or so, 10 or 15, sitting around the table. And I saw that guy. I don't know. It didn't matter to me. I just saw him, whatever. But you realize... If you're a high-level person, especially somebody who has been there while others have come and gone, right? There's interns, there's people that move on, there's people that go get married or have children or, or get promoted or go back to school. But if you're a spy, you're not going anywhere. So he was there as a foundation of that office, coming and going, coming and going. Other people, he's there. The amount of influence, relationships with other senators and their their people. The amount of uh, technology that he had to steal the chairwoman of the Senate Foreign Relations Armed Services, ranking member when, when they weren't in charge. Oh yeah, by the way, that was a Democrat. Eric Swalwell, some of you really like this guy. Oh yeah. Chinese spy Fang Fang. Remember him? Uh, remember her, rather? Yeah, same thing. He's on the uh, House Intelligence Committee. So 
I share this with you because I, I don't know what what hope is left when it comes to making the Democrat Party change. I, I, I don't know. I think we have to make the Republican Party stronger. I think you have to vote. You have to sign up registrations. You're going to have to get involved. Right? I mean, you realize that's a big part of this. School board meetings. Push for the cameras in the classroom. If you don't, do you realize there's a whole lot of people who are okay with all of the problems happening in the schools and nobody says a word? Nobody. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, here we go. Tracy Vanderlust, former teacher of the year, arrested. Teacher arrested after video allegedly shows her having sex with a student, Lakeland High School. Another special ed teacher charged with rape for allegedly sleeping with a student. That's Oklahoma. That's a 16-year-old. That's 2020. The one prior to this was 2021. How about the one in 2022? Ohio softball coach pleads guilty after sleeping with a student. Do you understand this is serious? That can be a place that you stand up. That can be a place that you protect our children, both men and women, by the way. For some reason, these women teachers are doing this. And folks, this is going to be a little bit on the, I don't know, I guess you can call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. These are very attractive women, some of these teachers. They have families. They're in their 20s. They're in their 30s. They have no problem going and getting a date. Some of them are married. But if they wanted to fool around at the local bar and take their ring off, there, there shouldn't be a problem at all of them being able to, to have a date with somebody or go out or, or create an affair. That's their business. But they're doing this some inside the school grounds. So wouldn't it be nice to have two cameras in the classroom, one facing forward, one facing back. You need to do that. Stand up for that. Protect our children. That's the least you can do. You might say, I don't want to get involved with national or international politics. Protect our kids. You can do that if you're a grandparent or even if you were a kid at one time. What if you did that? What if that was your legacy? Wouldn't that be exciting? What a difference you could make keeping young people from going down a road because a lot of those kids end up with big serious problems later you understand that and you can make a difference we're here to help create an income stream so that you don't have to worry about that stay with me after the break i have your emails very interesting ones too look forward to sharing that with you when we come back on the total financial hour i'm Arif hallaby am870 the answer we'll be right back learn about financial power Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here. I'm Eric Halaby. Total Financial Show. I- we are talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. That's a big part of it. For most of you, the idea of having some or part of your money safe and away from the risk in the market 
uh, on its surface sounds like a great idea, but what's the catch? Uh, what's the big catch? Well, there's two catches, really. Catch number one, there's a cap. That means you're never going to make more than about 10 or 12%, maybe 15 on the on the long side. So realistically, somewhere between zero and let's say 15%, that is what the most, that's the most you're ever going to make. What's the average? Eh, between three and six, three and eight, probably that's somewhere. You, if you're going to use it as an income stream for a long period of time, probably three to eight. So it's not designed to make you rich. It's designed to keep you from being broke and allow you to keep up with inflation. If you've accumulated your wealth already, many of these types of accounts are called fixed or fixed indexed annuities. They grow with the market and they never go backwards. That's the first catch. Second, liquidity. You want to access your money without paying a fee? Yeah, then you can take out 10% a year. If any financial professional says, and it's locked up, then you know they're dishonest or ignorant. They don't have to be evil, just dishonest or ignorant. You, they're, they're different, just so you know. They are different. They can be the same, but they're different. They can be different. Here's what I mean. If your financial professional understands these types of accounts, he'll know you can access everything all the time, take it all out. You just pay a fee. But with the stock market accounts and mutual funds, you pay a fee every year anyway, whether you need the money, whether you don't. With us, you can withdraw 10% a year without a fee. That means you've never paid a fee on the rest of that 90% of the money because you didn't need it. And every year that passes, the fee tends to go down. In other words, if it's a nine-year account, it goes nine, eight, seven, six, five percent-wise. That means each year that passes, the percentage that you can that, that you pay if you need the money that's greater than a 10% free withdrawal, you'll pay a little bit of a fee on it. Now, this is important because if you have a long-term care event, I don't mean a trip to urgent care, I mean a serious medical event, or you pass away, they waive the fee anyway. But those are catches. You have to make sure you have other mon uh, monies or funds for emergencies to travel, a new roof on the house. You have to have a second set of cash. Okay, that's important. Next, you have to understand that these accounts are designed for the purpose of retirement. Unless you plan on retiring for only five years or 10 years, then have an account for five or 10 years. If you say, I want an account for a lifetime, then some of the fixed indexed annuities that pay out or guarantee pay out forever, maybe they fit. You can cancel them at any time and even after the time you selected. So, for example, if you selected a 10-year horizon, you can get out of it after 10 years and just say cancel everything and send me a check. And if it's, if it's an eight-year account, no fee after eight years. If it's a five-year account, no fee after five years. If it's a 10-year account, no, you, you follow me? So there's reasons to have these types of accounts. There's reasons to have money set aside for emergencies and not sit there and be in a position of having some or part of your money go backwards. I, I can't have that. This is serious because it's your future. It's your retirement. It's not somebody else's. Certainly is not your financial advisor, right? Him or her, That's their job is simple. Their job is to keep your money, not make you money. You say, oh, Arif, why do you say that? Because if that was their job, 
then that's what they would be paid for, right? They would be paid only if they made you money, but they're not. They're paid just to keep your money. Doesn't mean they're bad. Just know what, what their job is. Their job is to say, how much do you have? They, they charge a fee on it, and that fee never goes away. Oh, Arif, I have an account with, uh, and, and you can pick the two-name agency, right? I get it. I have an account with Schwab Stanley Morgan James, and uh, they charge me uh, $25 a year. I say, oh, so when you call, does a human being answer? Oh, yeah. Uh, do they ever review your account? Yeah. So, so you're telling me they work for $25 a year? Do you work for $25 a year? $50, 100 Of course not. That's important you understand that. Again, I'm not saying they're bad, but just know the truth. If somebody is telling you that that's what your fee is, they're not telling you the full and total cost. So you ask, what's my total cost? Oh, well, you pay $25 fee. I didn't ask about the fee. I ask about the total cost. Then you can look at it and say, hey, it's a good deal or no, it isn't. Right? And, and then keep the denominator the same. I brought this up many times on the show, but many of you call and, and, and you're not sure what I mean by it. So let me see if I can be a little clearer on it. It's my fault, not yours. So I'll figure it out. You see, there's a total cost to have this account. Dollar-wise, money, cash. So I want you to keep everything the same, meaning how much did I make in cash, dollars, and what did it cost me to get there in cash or dollars? Follow me? How much did I put in? What do I have now? So how much did I make? And what did it cost me, my total cost, to get there? Fees, charges, expenses, rider fees, I want to know all of those costs. And if in the end I go, hey, that's a great deal, then you have an informed client, Mr. and Mrs. Financial Guy. You have a happy client because they know what they bought. They agreed to it. They love it. They're happy. They, they signed on it. It's not a surprise. Somebody like me that makes a phone call with them in my office and we find out that they're paying 3.5% in fees and they thought they were only paying $25 a year, that's not normally a good day. Right? They're, they're a little bit upset. So my job is to kind of get in there, find out what the truth is, say, do you want some or part of it safe? If you say, no, I'm happy with where it is, I go, great, thank you for coming in. You have a great day. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah, I can make a decision rather quickly. Yes, I can help you or no, I can't. If I can, great. If I can't, then you'll know that. It's not a secret. Let me give you my phone number. It's 888-997-3847. That's 888-997-3847. Okay, 888-99-RETIRE. It's one way to remember it. So I want to give you an email here uh, and a review. And husband and wife, often uh, indicative of a lot of folks that come and see us. So it's kind of interesting. It's nice to, to receive an email from, from them. Dear Arif, my wife and I buy real estate as investments for our future. 
we know with a looming recession on the horizon that we should start diversifying our future retirement income. We earn about eight thousand per month from our rentals, and after all, and that's after all of our expenses. My concerns center around a long period of time that we may have vacancies if the economy turns. We have set aside about two hundred thousand dollars for the down payment for another rental, but have now decided to do something else with it in order to supplement income in ten or fifteen years from now. We do have an additional eighty thousand dollars in our savings. So I'm going to pause for a minute. That's great. I always want you to have money that's set aside for emergencies. Important you have that, right? It, you, its job is not to earn interest, at least not of any sig- significant amount. It's to to be accessible. Okay, that's a different job. All right, I'm going to continue. Well, we have an additional eighty thousand. Okay, we do have four hundred four hundred one k's from our jobs and want to use that for income in the future as well. I have five hundred thousand, and my wife has three hundred and ten thousand. Hers is from her old job. She has just started a new position and is now adding to that each month from her paycheck at fifteen percent. The company she works for is doing a matching of five percent. Should we roll over that old four hundred one k to the new one? Okay, so here's the solution that we've come up with. And by the way, let me give you the email address because I think you guys might be interested in sending your questions in. It's Arif, A-R-I-F, Arif, at tfswealth.com. That's Arif at tfs, Tom Frank Sam, wealth.com. Okay. So first thing I like to do, that $200,000, if we're going to use it for income later on, I'm going to need some tax-free income. They, they are going to have a certain amount of tax-free income from their rentals, but that has a time horizon. That has an expiration date of 27 years or so. So after 27 years from the time you've purchased your residential rental, which is a one, two, three, or four unit building, then you can no longer deduct the depreciation. If you're not clear what I mean, just kind of hold on for a second. I'll get there. So in other words, we're going to need some additional tax-free income. So I would probably take that 200000 I would use a fixed-indexed universal life plan. It's a life insurance chassis, right? You see this all over. Be your own bank. Borrow from yourself. Tax-free. This is kind of what they're talking about is this. You would do tax-free withdrawals from it later on within a certain range, maybe 4 or 5% of the balance. It comes out in the form of a loan. Loans are tax-free. It does have to be paid back, but the interest inside of the account is designed to pay back that. So that's why you stay within a certain range. All right, that's important. Number one, make sure that the IRA money, especially going forward, the 401k contributions are in the Roth portion, R-O-T-H. So if your wife's job has a 5% match, usually that match has to go in pre-tax, meaning she's going to end up paying tax on those dollars later. But the 15% that she puts in from her own check, designate that or consider designating that as a Roth Roth plan, which means post-tax. She's not going to receive the tax break today. Why? Because you guys still have real estate that is going to give you a tax break now. It may not give you a tax break later. 
So I don't want to have tax break now, real estate, tax break now, 401k plan. Later on, you say, okay, we're retired. Send me a check. Real estate, no more tax-free. And here is a big chunk of 401k money that has yet to be taxed. No other source of write-offs. So by thinking ahead, by saying, listen, I have a 27-year run for my real estate to give me tax-free money. All right, so fine. However long you've had it, 10 or 15 years from now, that's going to eat up a big part of your 27 years. Half of it, probably. So I need to think twice about this. That's the plan B. Plan B is going forward, your contribution should be in a Roth. Your 401k, you ask your your provider, your HR director, hey, where can I put this money? They'll say, oh, you have a Roth or a traditional. I want you to do the Roth. Next, there is a provision that might allow you to take that 5% each year and convert it to a Roth. It just means you're going to pay tax on the contribution now. Okay. So then your question is, should I roll over my old 401k to this plan? Well, there is a reason to do that. I'm going to cover that a couple of different times uh, today on the show. Number one, if you need access to that money, right? So for example, if it's my old 401k, I cannot borrow from it. I can't, I can't with whatever I withdraw, I'm going to pay penalties, fees, fines. The IRS comes after you pretty hard on that. But if I roll it over to my new active employer plan, I can access those funds, 50% of it. So 100,000 would be the maximum I would roll over because I can borrow $50,000. Even if I put in 200, I can still only borrow $50,000. The maximum is 50,000 or 50%. Okay, without a whiteboard, it gives me a little bit of a complicated uh, process to explain to you, but let's think this through. If you need access to those funds, you can borrow 50% of your 401k money. But you have to be actively employed by that employer. So I would roll over 100,000. That would give you access to 50,000 at any time for emergencies. You already have 80, so you have plenty of money. Your husband has his retirement account. You can pull out 50,000 from there if you need it for emergencies. Same idea. You can pull it out to invest in real estate from your 401k. You just have to pull it out. It's your money. You pay back the payment each month in your tax uh, in your payroll. But that 50,000 would be tax free on your side. Okay, so I like that option. And I would consider rolling the rest of it over. So you have 310,000, I would put 100 in your current plan, 210,000. I would roll it over into a traditional IRA because it's already pre-tax. And ready for this? This is the fun part. We would meet with your CPA, your tax advisor, and so should any financial professional, whether it's on Zoom or in person. This week I met with two in person at their CPA because this is the time of year that we do a tax planning where our clients go in, they sit with the uh, CPA, we sit in that same room. He gives us advice, tells us what to do, asks me questions. I tell him where we are. You're sitting there listening. We put together a little plan, like plan of action. We're guided by his expertise. He's guided by our expertise. 
and you have a great team. How much do you pay for that? Nothing to me. If you're a client of ours, we're going to get paid anyway, guys. We're paid from the profits of the companies that we work with. They're going to make more money than they give you. I mean, that's probably clear. And so they're going to pay it. We don't, we don't charge extra to go with you to, to your tax preparer, your estate planning attorney. That's not, that's not the way it goes. Maybe some guys do. We don't. That is very important. You see this process because what problems are we solving? Number one, we're, pro- we're solving the big problem, which is taxes later on in retirement. And the CPA would have that conversation with us and say, all right, you have 14 years left, for example, of depreciation of credits that we can put forward. All right, so for the next 14 years, I want you to put contributions into the Roth 401k plan. Then when the time comes for you to live in retirement, you can live as if you're making, for example, 120000 a year, but pay taxes as if you're making 65000 a year because the rest of it is tax-free withdrawals from your 401k, your Roth, tax-free withdrawals from your fixed index universal life. Maybe you still have some real estate credits, right? So the goal is to have as much as possible. So if you are going to stay in California, you need to be active in this planning because I think taxes in California are going to go up. They have to. Two things have to go up. Number one, your income taxes. No question about it. Number two, they have to raise property taxes. All of you that think you have Prop 13 and that's going to save you, it cannot save you. It will not save you. There is no way to save California and keep your Prop 13 taxes intact. It just can't happen. Now, they're not going to raise the taxes because that's a political hot button. They just call it an assessment fee. Oh, got it. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's it's an assessment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a tax. No, 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 no. Just like your car registration. Look at your car registration and then vehicle assessment. Oh, got it. it. And then look at all those little things. It's for the children. It's for deaf people, blind people, children, nurses, and firefighters. We love all of them still. Do you see how they use the, they use that group, right? Remember, they, they spend their whole year calling you a victim, and then they go after people to tax them to pay for you as a victim. Have you let that sink in yet? Right? And then if you try to, uh, you know, say, so wait a second, that legislation or that proposition, whatever, it, it, it's not right. It doesn't make sense. You're going you're gonna to go deeper into debt. Instead of fixing the spending problem, state of California, instead, you just want to think that it's about taxing more people. Well, you're losing people every day. 1,800, 1,900 people a day, depending on the day. Leave the state of California. That means leave. Don't come back. Now, we do get illegal immigrants that come in. Yeah, look at the local hotels and the streets. About another six, seven hundred that come in every day and stay. Look at San Francisco. You can you can look around. There's some. Ask yourself what kind of property taxes will they pay? Car registration, income tax. They don't. They're not evil people. And, and look, 
There are other ways to come into the United States. You just have to be patient. And maybe sometimes, guess what? The answer will be ready for this. No. Just because you want something, just because you want a better life for your family, doesn't mean you can get it, right? You have to work for it. Look at sports. These people work their whole tail, tail off, right? One person can win the gold medal. But all of them wanted it. All of them. It doesn't mean that they should all be given it. I know that's harsh and mean and that's not right. And if you're cold, I, I just, it's just math. Logic. That's all it is. Right? Uh, maybe we should stop supporting these governments in uh, Argentina that are stripping the money away from people or Venezuela. Right? We could have fixed that in a minute. Instead, we decided to, to go after them in the wrong way. Right? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Haiti, if we stop supporting Papa Doc and Baby Doc Duvalier, open your history book, or now you would go on to Bing and research that if you wanted, if you're not sure what I'm saying, but maybe we should have stopped supporting them so that we could dock our, our ships, Navy ships there. Right? Instead, you support dictators in the United States, and then surprise, look at the difference. It's both sides. It's not a left or a right wing thing. Both sides have supported dictators and bad guys. Right? Shah of Iran. He was not a, <laughs> a nice guy. He was bad in a lot of ways, very bad. But he was our he was our bad. <laughs> It wasn't then all of a sudden the other people are rising up saying this is ridiculous. The problem was that vacuum led to the crazies, right? The Muslim extremists. So that's what you get. What do you think is going to happen next when, when you keep pushing crazy ideas? You have to, you're, you're going to get pushback. So you have to be very careful, guys. I think you have to look and plan for the long term. I love having real estate in your portfolio. I think that's a great idea. It gives you tax benefits. It gives you an alternate source of income. But I do want you guys to keep, if you do, keep some money aside for some vacancies, maybe six months for repairs. I don't know, maybe $5,000. I don't depends. And my favorite when it comes to real estate, ready for this? Those home warranties. Get a home warranty. It's a few hundred dollars a year, maybe six, $800 a year. And... It's not always will they cover everything, but when it's really bad, they tend to be good and they tend to offset some of the cost and you can build that into your rents, but those home warranties that most people get the first year that they buy a house, right? It comes with it. The seller buys it. They entice you. Hey, it's going to be a home warranty. So we'll give you a little extra thing. I want you to look at that and say, maybe I should buy one for my home. You know, you can do that. You could buy one for your existing home right now. It doesn't matter if you just purchased it or you bought it 10 years ago. There's some uh, restrictions, but it's way worth it. I have used it countless times on my home and my rentals over the last decade. Just You just do. Now, it's not cheap. A few hundred dollars, six to eight hundred. But boy, is it less than the big plumbing leak or the water heater that has to be replaced or whatever the problems that come down the road. So consider that as well. 
All right, guys, stay with me after the break. My email address, Arif, A-R-I-F, at T as in Tom, F as in Frank, S as in Sam, solutions, sorry, <laughs> TFS Wealth. I'm giving you my email address and the company name, tfswealth.com. T is in Tom, F is in Frank, S is in Sam, wealth as in a lot of money. Some of you are like, wait a second, I wrote it down wrong. W-E-A-L-T-H, tfswealth.com. All right, look, uh, the, the phone number is 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Look, many of you have decided to come in, and I appreciate it. You come in if we give you a second opinion. I think that's really valuable because we don't charge for that. It's, it's, there's no cost. If I can help you, if I can point out some things and you say, okay, I like this better, great. If not, then at least you're well-informed and you can make a decision later. But I do want you to know, know what you're paying in fees, know what the risks are, potential losses that could hurt you, and where the benefits are. Right? Those are important. All right. Stay with me after the break. Another very interesting email, and this from a young couple, not common at all. To have this age group in their 30s, send us an email, see what we can do. Arif Hallaby, stay with me after the break on AM870, The Answer. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arif Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arif has a plan for me, higher income strategy. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for staying with me. Welcome back for those of you that are here for our second hour and a half, almost two and a half, one and a half hours. It's the second half of our second hour. That's what I'm trying to say. I appreciate you being with me. Uh, this Sunday, it's a beautiful day outside, so please don't forget to take us with you. If you uh, travel, if you walk around, you can go on a podcast, pull up the old shows. I think we're somewhere around 3,000 shows. You've heard me say that. I, I'm trying to come close to that number, uh, the exact number, but I think it's right around 3,000 uh, in the last near 20 years. This coming January will be 20 years on the air. We should do a big celebration. You guys, Would you guys come to that? Would you come to something if I threw – I like to go to movie theaters because I just love the, the setup and we can play uh, various movies. In fact, we have one coming up here I'll talk about in a second. But would you come to a, a, a big event? Let me know. Go to Arif at TFSWealth.com. I would probably bring food trucks. I think that would be fun. Something to celebrate 20 years on the radio. 28 years uh, – next year will be 28 years in the financial services world, currently at 27. So it would be 28 years – with 20 years on the radio. Wow. Love to have you as part of it. If you'd be, if you'd come to that, let me know. That'd be fun to do something like that. Uh, probably, uh, I don't know, in the Glendale area, maybe in the Santa Clarita area, maybe both places. We'll see. Be happy to have you. Okay, so this uh, next month in December, what are we going to do? We have got a couple of things coming up. Number one, I have a movie event. I put on a movie event this year, and I do it as a fundraiser for uh, a food pantry. It's a solid food pantry. It's called uh, Santa Clarita Grocer, but it provides food to a variety of organizations all throughout Southern California. 
allows people to come through, walk through, and actually have the integrity of knowing that they will work for some of the food. Some people volunteer. Some people help unpack. For those of the uh, that don't volunteer, it gives their family a chance to shop. It's literally a shopping experience. You push a, push a shopping cart up and down an aisle and select the food that works for your you and your family, whether there are food allergies or just desires for certain types of food or preferences, as opposed to a lot of the food pantries that just hand you a box of stuff. You know, three of these, two of these, you're like, but, but we, we don't eat half of that. This allows them to shop for six or eight bags of groceries or more. It's called Santa Clarita Grocer, uh, Grocery, and it gives you the chance to give to those that need food. I'm not a fan of giving money because I never know where it goes, uh, but I do love to give food or I do love to give money to specific organizations. Santa Clarita Grocer is one of those. I want to encourage you. So we're going to put on a movie event, a big uh, holiday movie event. We have awards and and uh, gifts and giveaways, etc. And your attendance is going to be a bag of groceries, right? We'll give you a list of things that uh, work. If you can't make the movie event, then we'd still love to have you uh, uh, drop off at any one of our offices, whether it be in Glendale or whether it be in Santa Clarita or even Simi Valley. If you drop off those groceries, we pick them up and we make sure it gets to the right locations. So uh, stay with me in the next month or so. I will be giving out a list of what we think you should bring. You can bring what you'd like, but it's their list of what is the most popular. It's things like peanut butter and spaghetti, stuff that you would imagine young people and that, that is shelf stable, et cetera. All right, that's coming up for the holidays. All right, this is important. Our email address, arif at tfswealth.com. Now, why do I say this is important is because if I can catch you when you're young, your financial habits, that dictates your wealth. No financial professional can ever make you wealthy. We're going to make you rich. We're going to make you rich. Not true. Either they're dishonest or incompetent because nobody can make you rich. Your efforts... Now, look, you could win the lotto. You could inherit money from your great uncle or something. Those things are outliers. I'm talking about your effort, your financial choices that you make. They are over a period of time. You realize that? The effort, the difference that you make, it's time. So your ability to go on and make good choices. Warren Buffett says the number one choice that decides your wealth, believe it or not, is the spouse you choose. Do you understand that? The partner, the spouse you choose decides your wealth. That's the number one thing. Second, your habits, your financial habits. Third is your occupation. You can have those first two amazingly done, down, great wife, great husband, etc. And you work making $15 an hour. It's very difficult to build a financial legacy off of $15 an hour. Just impossible, probably, in today's world of expenses. So the way that you spend money and how much you earn, of course, is impacting your decisions. So I'd like to catch you at a young age. Here's one from uh, a listener. Dear Arif, I'm newly married at the age of 32. Love that. Okay. My husband and I both have good jobs and we're saving the maximum in each of our work retirement plans. 
His is called a 403B and mine is called a Thrift Savings Plan or a TSP. I think these are the same thing that you talk about when you call them a 401k. We each have an old plan at our at our last jobs. I have 40,000 and he has 25,000. We are not sure what to do with them. We are also unclear if that is the right place for us to continue to be putting money towards our retirement or so. In the next five years, I would like to have kids and probably would stay at home for at least the first five or six years of their life. In case I never return to a career that has a retirement plan, I want to make sure that I have a good head start on my retirement. Thank you in advance for your show and for your advice. Your opinion holds a lot of weight as so many people respect that I respect have worked with you and have become your clients. Well, that's very kind of you. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate it. All right. So this is a big part of the decision-making process, but I want to back up and kind of lay out some of the, the words that we're using. All right. If you work for a for-profit company, your retirement plan is called a 401k. Simple. It's because that's where it's found in the IRS code. You go to the IRS code 401 subsection K. Yep. I work for a for-profit company. I can put money in a retirement plan. Great. All right. Now, if you work for a nonprofit, hospital, school district, research facility, yours is called a 403B, as in boy, right? 403B. Where is it found in the IRS code? You got it? 403 subsection B. If you work for a uh, city, county, or state organization, city, county, state entity, it's called a 457 deferred compensation. Literally, it's 457 D and H, but most people don't know that. So 457 is deferred compensation saying, don't pay me now, pay me later. Where is that found in the IRS code 457 D H? Okay. The federal government's plan is called a thrift savings plan, TSP. All right. All of these act the same. Your employer decides the plan name, which employer you have, the name is assigned to that employer, how they earn money. A place like UCLA Medical Center, it's a hospital, so they have a 403B. It has a 401A, that means it's kind of a semi-profit. It also could have a 457 because UCLA Medical Center, for example, is a state agency. So there are doctors, you have to be on the higher net worth, higher income uh, range. There are doctors there and administrators who have all three plans. Now, that means they can sock away great amounts of money for each one. Did you know that? Kind of crazy, but they can do that. But they don't give that to the to the smaller working guy, most likely because they would never put in more than the maximum anyway because they don't make that much. But when you make a lot of money and you're in the higher tax bracket and you're trying to push it off, you need as many of these plans as possible. So the maximum for you guys is very important, Robin. You guys have a maximum based on your age and based on your job. So make sure that you do this. Remembering that you and so many others will not end up working in the same career. Statistically speaking, most people will have two to three full different careers in their lifetime. Do you understand that? Like different careers. I mean, I'm a great example. So Los Angeles policeman, financial professional. They're not even close. Now, 
I was an investor at the age of 18 while I was in college. I used to sit in the roll call break rooms with police officers that were nearly twice my age or were twice my age and look at their deferred compensation plan and make some changes and adjust. Oh, you guys should do this. You guys should. I was never licensed. I was just a, a coworker helping them out, explain things. And then fast forward, I get in a car accident and I have to change careers. Well, I said, oh, I'm pretty good at this. Should probably go back to school and become a financial guy. Most people don't have that dramatic of a moment in, when, in which things change. Instead, they have an English degree and they work at a marketing company. Or they have a, a degree in business and they work in politics. Right? Sometimes it's different. And most people will have seven different jobs altogether. Not just two or three careers, but seven, at least seven different careers that have these types of plans. So if your career works for the Los Angeles County, their 457 plan is called Horizons. All right? They all work the same. You can interchange them, meaning you can roll over, you can transfer, you can deposit. All of these can filter down. Think of it like a big funnel. Drops right into something called an IRA, Individual Retirement Plan. Now, just to show you how smart I am, because it really doesn't matter to you, but it's called a 408A. Sometimes, I, just on a side note, I saw some marketing recently by a financial uh, company. Come and learn how the 408 can manage and travel. Buddy, that's just an IRA. Don't tell us a 408A like, oh, it's some sort of mysterious other retirement plan. It's an IRA, individual retirement account. That's it. Nothing. It's misleading often in, in certain literature, but whatever. Just a regular IRA. All right. Here's what I would do. I like her plan. I like yours, Robin. The amount that you have in that plan is $40,000. I want you to roll that over into your new plan. Okay, I want it rolled over into your new plan for a couple of reasons. If it is in your new plan, you can borrow against it if you need to. Let's say you don't. That's fine. As it keeps growing and growing and you leave, once you turn age 55, you're allowed to withdraw money from it and not pay the penalty, provided it stayed in one of those 400 plans, 401k or 403b. All right, I won't get into those details. That's many years from now. Just know that for the short term right now, it's better to be in your work plan. And then your husband has $25,000. I'd probably convert that to a Roth IRA and just have him putting in Roth going forward. Roth IRA, Roth IRA, have, or Roth 401k rather. Just have his money keep going. Now, if he has a 403b, same thing. Roth 403B should be able to put money in it. He's not going to get the tax break today, though. Yep, that's a shame. But when he retires, it's tax-free. So right now, I want you guys to put money into this account under the Roth plan. It's going to be better for you in the long run, most likely. You can check with your CPA or your tax advisor. Say, hey, what do you think? But I'm confident they would come up with something similar. And then here is where it's a bit of a caveat, especially based on your guys' age and your ability or desire, if you will, to have children later on down the road. All right, here's what I would do. I want a term life insurance plan for both of you. 
a term life insurance plan that is a 30-year term. A 30-year term plan says this, I'm guaranteed that the cost will never increase for 30 years and the coverage will never decrease for 30 years. Right? In other words, it's a guarantee on both sides. It'll never be more expensive and it will never reduce the cost. Okay. It's important. How much should I get, Arif? $2 million. $2 million. What? Yes, $2 million. One, it's not going to be as uh, as expensive as you think because you guys are young and hopefully healthy. This is all predicated on you being healthier you know, now as, as opposed to later. But none, nonetheless, once you're approved, it's over. Even if, God forbid, you have a terminal illness in six months, doesn't matter. You're approved. Okay? Once you get approved, and they're going to do some medical exams at $2 million, that's a lot of money for an insurance company to have out there. It might cost you $600 every every quarter or something, $2,400 a year, $200, $300 a month, something like that. It's not going to be life-changing, but it's important. Here's why. Because if you decide to stay home and you're out of the market, the, the job market, for three, four, five years, and God forbid something happens to your husband, we need to replace his income. $2 million dollars. You might think is a lot of money, but not if you're pulling out 4% of that a year. That's $80,000 a year. Now, $80,000 a year is a lot of money to live on, but not if you're going to pay taxes or where you're going to live or who knows what the economy is going to be in 3, 5, 10, 15 years from now. So the $2 million is a nice cushion. So then why get insurance on you? Well, the same kind of reason. Right now what happens is you pass away God forbid again that I don't, but it, but it happens. You're in your 40s. Your husband's full steam ahead in his career. You've been a stay-at-home mom. Who's going to watch the kids? So he has a choice to quit his job and be a full-time dad or to, to work part-time and use this to supplement his income and hire somebody, a nanny, or somebody to take care, take the kids to school or pick them up just before he comes home. Right? Whatever the, the personal situation is, But what it does do is it gives you guys choices. It allows you to front load the kids' college funds. If, again, somebody passes away, you can put aside a little bit of money so they don't have to go into into student loan debt. You know how much I dislike that. So the cornerstone for you guys, simple. You're younger, so it's different than maybe other emails that I've received. Number one, term life insurance for both of you. Very important. You're young. Let's lock that in. Number two, I like the idea of you rolling over your 401k to a uh, to your work plan. Okay, your current work plan. You can keep adding to it. It's a, it's a nice little chunk. Third, I would take his twenty five thousand. I'd probably put it in a fixed indexed annuity that's going to get us four, five, six percent on average. Let's say three, four, five, and I would convert it to a Roth, R O T H. So now. Going forward, we have tax-free income. It's going to be a while. You can add to it, which is great. But once we lay this foundation, then we can make some other choices along the way. But at least what we do is we have a couple pieces of the puzzle in place, and I don't have to worry if something happens to either of you. Because if it's a 30-year plan, that means unless you stop paying, you have it until you guys are in your 60s. 
I like that. We can do other things along the way, but we want to keep this intact. All right, these are important things, guys. I want to touch on one other thing that I see particularly uh, dangerous in the financial world. And I think this is important because so many people don't realize the influence that President Obama and, and other past administrations are having on the disruption of what's taking place and the uncertainty. President Biden can do almost anything as a president, right? As you can see, what he does with the student loan debt, he runs in and says, we're going to waive it. You're like, but, but it's not your money. You can't just waive it, but he thinks he can. Remember, I shared with you, President Obama lives down the street. It's about two miles away, but you could almost stick your head out the street, look down the street. These are literally right down the street. Important you look at that. It's like literally down the way. There he is. There's, there's the White House. There's President Obama's house. I think it's the first time in history. I, I did some research. I couldn't find it. That after serving two terms, the president did not leave Washington, D.C. In fact, he's, he's kept a de facto office, literally, in D.C. to help undermine President Trump. So I think there's some big uncertainty coming down the road because the media is not talking about this. They know it. They know it like I do. It's not difficult to find. They do all of these shows. Oh, let's look at President Obama's $8 million mansion. Oh, let's take a look at his new house. And It's not difficult to come to the conclusion that something somewhere is wrong, like something's fishy. Why is this the case? So I think there has to be a correction in the market. I think most people, I want to say it's 80 or 81% of Americans are in a position to where they look at this and go, something is wrong somewhere. Most people don't know what, we're not going to even guess, right? Most of Americans, they don't know if it's a war or inflation or recession or or presidential politics. They're, they're not really sure what. They just know something is wrong somewhere. And let me be clear on this. I don't think President Biden will finish his term. Now, as long as he can stand, he will. I think he'll be out before the end of the year. Listen, I only got a couple months left. I have a steak dinner riding on it with a friend. <laughs> he thinks they're going to prop him up and do weekend at Bernie's and do everything they can to keep him there because they don't want Kamala Harris to run as an incumbent. But one, he's not going to run for re-election. He'll be challenged. Two, if he does, I don't think he's going to win, not even close. He's got a 38% or so approval rating. It's in, in the tank. Nobody will vote for him. And three, if we get the third-party candidate of RFK Jr., if Robert Kennedy Jr. does run as a third-party candidate, that means the Republican wins almost automatically. Now, he's counting on, Robert Kennedy Jr., counting on President Trump being the nominee. And the anti-Trump folks will vote for him. So he's counting on kind of draining away the options from President Biden and trying to, to even out the, the game. How does this impact you? Well, this is kind of the, the pre-warm-up towards the end of the year. This is the pre-warm-up to the election, which really is supposed to start in January. I think you'll see the mid-January, late January. I think you'll start to see the election start getting into full, full swing ahead. And I'd love it if you were to volunteer 
but most of you know that California doesn't really have a great chance of turning into a conservative state. Now, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something, but, but most of you that are conservative either leave the state or don't vote because you don't think you have a chance. Here's where I want to encourage you. If you live in Los Angeles County, I think you need to consider Deborah, Deborah Archuleta. Judge Archuleta, she's not going to be a conservative on the ballot, and she may not even be a conservative 100% in everything, but I will tell you she is the most conservative candidate to keep this county from having its last nail in the coffin, so to speak. You want to save this state? You start with Los Angeles County. You want to save this state? You start with the district attorney, Gascon, being gone. And in my opinion, Deborah Archuleta being there. I've known her for quite some time. I know how she thinks. We, uh, we agree on 80%, 90%. And let me ask you, this is pretty important. Would you prefer to have somebody that you agree with 100% and probably lose or somebody you agree with 80% and have a good shot at winning? Um, listen, this is politics. I want to win. I want to fix this state. I want to put criminals back in jail. I want somebody who's going to stand up to the bad guys, clean up the district attorney's office. And so that's my that's my push. Deborah Archuleta is the only person I know of in that race to make that happen. Everybody else talks a good game. Everybody else is a puppet of, of somebody or something. She is not. She's been a judge, been elected twice, fairly solid human being in, in any way, shape, or form. Solid American. All right. Thanks for being part of the show, guys. This is Total Financial Hour. Love it. You guys really make this special. Your emails, your calls. And I appreciate it. Taking time out of your Sunday. We do this together. After church for some of us. And we make this a big part of our week. Thanks for being part of the show. 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Learn about financial power. 